0: Guess who's back, 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 back again, shame he's back. Back, 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 tell a friend, frick, frick. Guess, who's back? guess who's back, 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 guess who's back. Hello and welcome to another episode of Pop Culture Rewind. I am host Travis and yes, I'm back. I'm back with a brand new episode. Yes, it's been a while, but, uh, I do gotta start off and, uh, I gotta apologize. I gotta apologize for lack of new content lately. Um, I just wanna give you a peek behind the curtain a little bit, if you will. Um, a couple months ago, I got a new promotion at work, which is great, but also leaves me a little, uh, dragged when I'm not there, you know, a little more when I'm home, I just wanna chill, you know. Um... So that's kind of put a hamper on, on trying to record anything lately. But uh, anyway, on top of that, my wife also got a promotion of her own at her job, which is also great. But because of that, uh, now she's working more. You know, she's working hours more similar to mine. So now we're both home at the same time. So that makes it a little more difficult to to block out some time to record. You know, you know, we're home. We don't have. That much time together but you know we like to eat and all this other stuff together and, and just relax so you know it's been quality time and it's kind of hard to do that when I'm sipping away to do this but anyway um, you know so we have all that going on plus you know other time restraints on the weekends and uh, you know you can see how it's been almost impossible to, to get any new content out there lately so if I'm able to record it might just be more of a, a, a in a more limited capacity, you know, limited time, and maybe smaller sized episodes. Uh, they won't be too long, or at least I don't plan on making them too long. But um, but I'll do what I can um, t- to get some new content out there. So with all that being said, um, I just wanted to do an episode uh, of some news articles that I, I wanted to discuss a couple months ago. So I'm going to do that. Uh, on this episode and uh, do some updates to those articles and with some other news pieces that came out more recently. Um, but before I get into all that, uh, please make sure to uh, like and subscribe to this podcast and leave a comment, rate, and review wherever you get your uh, podcast from. And uh, tell a friend while you're there. You know, I greatly appreciate it. So um, now with all that being said, let's get on to the show. So the first thing I wanted to talk about on this episode was um, this was news that came out uh, closer to the time of the you know the movie theaters shutting down and um, you know whenever um, what was that movie the 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 the, uh, the trolls the the world tour you know that was like the first movie the first kind of big movie that went to uh, on demand right away. Um, because of all the theaters not being open. So because of that, um, Universal um, got you know got it in their head that that's going to work for everything. So um, they had a plan, and this plan didn't sit so well with, with AMC. So uh, let me just read, read a little bit of this here for you. So uh, the big news uh, was the announcement by Universal Studios that once theaters open back up, they will be releasing their movies both in theater and through on-demand services. This all started due to the fact that Trolls World Tour was released on VOD on April 10th. And it ended up making over a $100 million in VOD rentals in a span of three weeks. Which will end up pushing the film to uh, profitability. Now Universal CEO... Uh, Jeff Shell he stated that quote the results for Troll's World Tour have exceeded our expectations and demonstrated the viability of PVOD. As soon as theaters reopen, we expect to release movies on both formats. Okay, so Universal's idea was uh, going forward. You have a big movie. Um, Say What's Universal What's a big franchise Uh, Fast and Furious Right We had Fast 9 That was supposed to be out already Supposed to have come and gone by now Um, So what they were going to do Like say for example Any of their movies like that Maybe Jurassic World Things like that They um, They were going to release that In theater And the same day Release it on VOD Um, You could see how That could You know Affect The theater business Right So This news quickly prompted AMC Theatres to announce that they will no longer be shown Universal movies at any of their cinemas. So, AMC Theatres Chairman and CEO Adam Aaron attacked the notion of this by saying the change in releasing policy is unacceptable. He says, it's disappointing to us, but Jeff's comments as, as Universal's unilateral actions and intentions have left us with no choice. Therefore, effective immediately, AMC will no longer play any universal movies in any of our theaters in the United States, Europe, or the Middle East. He goes on to say that the, uh, this policy affects any and all universal movies per se, goes into effect today, and as our theaters reopen, and is not some hollow or ill-considered threat. Incidentally, this policy is not aimed solely at universal out of pique or to be punitive in any way. It also extends to any movie maker who unilaterally abandons current windowing practices absent good faith negotiations between us so that they as a distributor and we as an exhibitor both benefit and neither are hurt from such changes. So, if AMC were to stick to its guns it will forego showing a number of potential universal hits such as like i said before uh, fast 9 um, which is now due out in april of next year uh, we also have minions uh, there's a new minions movie rise of gru which that was now that's scheduled to come out in july of next year another cgi movie sing 2 i guess oh that's right the sing was a cgi movie uh, December of next year, and Jurassic World Dominion, which is right now, it's, unless something's changed, uh, it's June of next year. So those are some some big money makers, you know, for for Universal. So, um, Universal went on to say, our desire has always been to efficiently deliver entertainment to as wide an audience as possible. We absolutely believe in the theatrical experience and have made no statement to the contrary. As we stated earlier, going forward, we expect to release future films directly to theaters as well as on PVOD when that distribution outlet makes sense. We look forward to having additional private conversations with our exhibition partners, but are disappointed by the seemingly coordinated attempt from AMC to confuse our position and our actions. After that, Regal Cinemas also joined AMC in their ban of Universal. So this was all back in uh, May, I believe this happened. Um, so that would have been pretty crazy, and, and quite frankly, I, I didn't, I didn't think that we were going to stick to that. Especially you know, one of them was gonna was gonna budge, you know. That's that's just too much money sitting on the table to. You know, um, just pull out from showing any of those movies. You know, it's a lose lose situation. It's a lose for AMC, which, by the way, AMC what damn near filed for bankruptcy if if they unless they did, I just didn't hear about it. But they're were, they're were in dire straits right now because of everything going on as as a, as the whole theater industry really. So it's lost of money for AMC, and it's also a loss of money for Universal. You know, if they're not able to have these. Multi-million-dollar budgeted films be in the um, theaters. I mean, there's no way they can recoup that money from just VOD. You know, I, I'm sorry, but someone was gonna budge, right? It was that. There's no way that was gonna stick. And sure enough, we do have an update. More recently, this is a uh, back in June that the um, they actually came up with an agreement. Uh, Universal and AMC did. And this, uh, this agreement will allow the studio's movies to be made available on premium Video On Demand, PVOD, after just 17 days of play in the cinemas, in the theaters, including three weekends. That shatters the traditional theatrical window of nearly three months before studios can make uh, movies available in the home. He goes on to say that it initially covers AMC's U.S. locations, but the two partners will also discuss a potential international rollout. AMC, the world's largest theater chain, will share in the revenue from PVOD, but the two sides haven't disclosed financial details. So, yeah, it took them about a month or so for them to get, you know get their shit together. But, uh, you know, they apparently they've come up with an, with an idea. So, so now, uh, for Universal and AMC, um, they can go out 17 days. After 17 days of being in the theaters, then it could hit your, uh, your uh, on-demand services. Hey, what do y'all think about that anyways? What do y'all think about paying 20 bucks for a movie for on-demand? I just can't do it. Like I just can't uh, justify that amount. Now I get it. Like I've been seeing the the debates online and everything about you know twenty bucks for for a rental on demand to watch it you at your home. You know if you're a family of four, like get your wife and, and the husband and the and the two kids or whatever. You just kind of split the cost, and yeah, it's a lot cheaper than going to a theater. I get that, but. You know, for you know, someone who's just by themselves, you know, you're gonna pay twenty bucks to watch to watch a movie at your home. Even for me and my wife, it's just us. We have no kids, so you know, twenty bucks to watch um, or to rent a movie. You know, I just, I mean, I just can't see it. I can't see my, I can't see myself paying that much just for an on-demand flick that I don't even own. I don't have a tangible thing for it. You know, now that kind of goes on to another news item that is actually just came out a couple days ago. That you know, Disney's uh, their live action uh, Mulan movie is coming out. What is it next month? I think September. Yeah, uh, I'm not too sure, but I'm pretty sure it's September uh, that's coming out. But what they're doing is, um, you know, instead of the $20 VOD rental. You know, because Disney's got the Disney Plus, right? They have their own streaming service. But you already, it's a paid membership, right? So what do you do? Do you just just give it for free and you're just relying on the subscriptions? No. What they're doing is they are actually, for your Disney Plus subscribers, which I am, to get Mulan day one release, is $30. Now... I believe for that30 dollars, from what I've been told, you actually get to keep the movie as long as you're still a subscriber to Disney Plus. So in a way, you know, 30 bucks to basically have the movie on demand at any time. Not too bad of a deal, I would think. But again, that goes back to my last point of principle. On that is, I just can't see myself paying twenty bucks a movie, much less thirty bucks a movie. Uh, I don't know. Again, if I if I had a family, you know, kids, all that stuff, uh, you know, and then you kind of you know split the cost in your head of how much these tickets would have cost if you went to the theater. You know, and then and of course you add in your, you know, your your, your popcorns and your soda pops and all those other stuff and. You know, you're saving quite a bit of money, I imagine, you know. I've actually even uh, read some people saying online, you know, what they'll do is they'll they'll host uh, watch parties, you know. It's kind of difficult to do that when we're in the middle of a pandemic and you're not supposed to be surrounded by that many people. But some people have said, yeah, they'll just have the neighbor's kid, you know, have the neighbor, you know, bring their kids over and they'll split all the costs, you know, charge them a certain amount of money, per, you know, per head. And uh, there you go. I mean, I guess that's one way of doing it. Um, but again, not, just not my scene. So I don't know. I, I, and plus it's Mulan. I mean, come on. I I mean, yeah, it looks pretty cool, but I've seen the movie, you know, I've seen the animated one. That's good enough for me. You know, by the way, I actually finally started watching the, um, uh, that live action Lion King the other day. Ah, I just couldn't do it. I was trying to give it the benefit of the doubt, but, uh, the whole time I was watching it until i turned it off i was just thinking man the animation is so much better from the, the the original version of that and i don't want to be i don't want to be that guy but i mean it's just when you make it realistic and you just have like realistic animals that talk i don't know it just takes the pizzazz out of it i guess i don't know it's a beautiful looking movie i mean the scenery and everything is great especially in 4k but i don't know i just in the back in the whole time I was watching I was like yeah I just if I want to see, if I want to see Lion King for being Lion King I want animate it animated I want to see the original you know the 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 the, the better version I'm going to say it um so anyway I just uh what was I talking about oh Mulan yeah 30 bucks um, no I'm not paying 30 bucks to watch Mulan um yeah I, I if it's going to be if I can watch it later down the road on Disney plus yeah, so be it. I'll watch it, obviously, because I have the service. But uh, I just, I don't know, and I and I have a feeling this this twenty dollar, thirty dollar VOD strategy. I think this is going to get bigger and bigger as these movie companies and these in these theater companies, all these companies get so desperate to um, to to make ends meet because you know, man, this this pandemic is. is Wrecked havoc on just about everything. So so I don't blame them for for thinking outside the box and trying to get more money. I mean, shit, a business is a business. But uh, I'm waiting for them to do that for Black Widow also. I think this Mulan was a test. I think this is is an experiment to see how many people actually pay that money. And then if they get a good enough return on Mulan, I think we're going to see all kinds of stuff in the same format of, you know, $30 or, you know, $20 or whatever the case may be. But I don't know, man, I just, I just hope things get back to normal sooner than later. Cause man, this is getting pretty out of control just for the movie side of things. That's all I'm talking about right now. And I'm not talking about anything else. Um, so what else came out? So movie wise, uh, we, <laughs> we got a new trailer. Uh, so, Oh, by the way, I has to say that, uh, San Diego Comic Con was a thing. If you blinked, you missed it. Or if you weren't on your computer, you missed it. I should say. Um, yeah, they had comic. They had San Diego Comic Con at home uh, with virtual panels and a bunch of Skype and Zoom and all kinds of stuff that you just have to stare at a screen and, and watch. I didn't watch any of it, to be honest. I just I, once I heard like the the. Uh, you know, things like Warner Brothers, DC, Marvel, um, all these big comic book companies were were kind of bowing out of San Diego Comic Con. Because quite frankly, everybody's got their own stuff going on nowadays. You know, uh, D- uh, DC and Warner Brothers, they got this, um, it's coming out this month, later on this month. It's a DC Fandom, it's like F-A-N-D-O-M-E. To be honest, I'm not paying much attention to it, but it's more like a. they're keeping their universes separate now or or some such stuff. I I don't know. But like the DCEU for the movies is one universe and and other universes for comic books and things like that. I don't know. It's a weird thing. Like I said, I haven't been paying much attention to it, Uh, but I've been seeing a lot of advertisements for it on on Facebook and whatnot. But um, at this event, this fandom event... I think that's when we're going to see a lot of um, other uh, announcements, more particularly from uh, Justice League and Zack Snyder. Oh, has that has that come out since we last did an episode that Zack Snyder is is releasing uh, his version of uh, Justice League, the one that didn't exist but actually does exist. Uh man I am t- I, yeah you know I don't have HBO Max subscription but uh I will tell you I am going to get a subscription next in 2021 when this movie drops cuz I am curious just out of sheer curiosity they got my money I don't know if it's going to be that much better than what we saw <laughs> the the bars really low on that <laughs> for that fact but uh, uh yeah I'm just curious I'm they, my curiosity factor is like at an 11 for this justice league. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, they, I'm sure they'll have other announcements too. Um, Marvel studios didn't have any announcements. They're reshuffling a lot of their stuff, pushing everything back. Um, like I said, you know, black Widow's already supposed to have come and gone as well too. Now we're just waiting for their, their TV side of things. Um, like Scarlet and, um, was it Vision and Scarlet Witch? That TV series and, and uh, freaking uh, uh, Winter Soldier and Falcon. Winter Soldier and Falcon. Uh, Winter Soldier and Falcon. That series is supposed to come out too. There was one Marvel announcement at San Diego Comic Con, and that was from New Mutants. That's right. I said New Mutants. Remember that movie? Remember this movie that's been trying to come out for like two years now? Oh, Jesus. Um, yeah, this this movie, um, it was supposed to be like, uh, you know, in the X-Men franchise, like an offshoot of the X-Men franchise, I guess, more of a horror vibe, I guess. Um, but this movie was originally supposed to come out back in April of 2018. I remember because it was supposed to come out right on my birthday. Um, so 2018 didn't, it came and went. Then it got pushed back to February 2019. And that whole time, they had to do more reshoots, um, which I don't even think happened until later on. It was pushed back again to August of last year. Um, and this was all going on while Disney and, and Fox were doing their big, um, their big buyout. Um, it was pushed back again until April of this year uh, because they wanted that Dark Phoenix... To come out before that one, I believe. I think that's why they pushed that one back. Because, again, this was after the post-Disney Fox. So then in March of this year, it got postponed again due to COVID. There, It was finally going to come out. This movie was <laughs> through almost two years. It was finally about to hit. I think it was supposed to come like still in April of 2020. But then in March, everything shut down. So it got delayed again. Uh, so, I, I actually found that kind of funny myself, but I, sh- I shouldn't laugh. Everybody's trying to get this movie to come out, right? So, um, uh, I think May, they announced that August 28th is now the new official release for New Mutants. And I gotta say, you know, they, they've released trailers for this movie uh, over, the, over the years. Oh my god, I can actually say, it. over the years, they've released trailers for this movie. Oh, my God. Um, Now, the trailers looked okay. Nothing to make me really jump out and say, you know, i got to see this movie. I will say um, that this new trailer that's dropped this past month, it looks really good. I don't know if they're using original shots or if they went back into reshoots, but, uh, man, this looks good. And i got to say, Anya Taylor-Joy, who's the actress that plays Ileana, or magic, if you will. Um, she looks like she's going to be like the standout of this movie. Uh, if you're familiar with X Men, uh, Magique, she's the sister of Colossus, but she's um, very interesting character. And as you can see from the trailer, I mean, she's got. I mean, she looks just like the character from the comics. Which, if you know me, I love that. If you can make it authentic and not deviate from what the source material is, you got me. And they got me with the look of magic. And uh, Maisie Williams, um, you know her from Game of Thrones, she's in here. She's Wolfsbane. And uh, from what I've seen of her, she's, we haven't seen like too much of her like uh, transforming into like the werewolf and everything she is. But, um, yeah, I mean, she's... From what I've seen, especially this new trailer, uh, we have uh, Charlie Heaton, who you may know him from um, uh, Stranger Things. Uh, he plays Cannonball. Um, oh, and and Anya, uh, Anya Taylor Joy, who plays Magic. She, I, I know her best from she's the kind of the creepy looking chick in um, in Split, and she returns this in um, uh, Glass. So she played the same the same chick in those two movies. Uh, anyway, um, so yeah, from what I've seen, this new trail looks really good. Um, you can actually go online, I think, on YouTube, and they have it where you can watch like the first scene of the movie. And, uh, I gotta say, they, they at least got my interest. Well, gentlemen, you had my curiosity, but now you have my attention. So, kudos to you, New Mutants, for, for hanging in there, by God. Um, so, August 28th, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I'm not paying 20 or $30 for it to sit at home. I can tell you that much. Alright, so, um, I did, you know what, I don't know if anybody caught this, but on the trailer, um... Before the 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 Marvel logo popped up, they did the 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 Fox, uh, the Fox logo, but it looked different. It said, um, "What did it say?" It said Fox Century Studios. No, it said Twentieth Century Studios instead of the normal Twentieth Century Fox. So that's interesting. Is that is that how Disney's gonna release? previous Fox movies I guess or upcoming Fox movies that was interesting and I, don't, I haven't heard anybody talk about that but I thought that was interesting that they there's a new they renamed their studio for, from that so anyway oh did y'all see the trailer for Bill and Ted uh, the, new, the new Bill and Ted movie um, fate, was it Bill and Ted Face the Music the first trailer looked like trash I'm sorry I love Bill and Ted but it just looked awkward Almost embarrassing, but the new trailer popped out um, a couple weeks ago, and I gotta say it looks a little bit better. Uh, uh, it makes me at least want to watch it. So I, I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens. I guess in this one it looks like they're they're seeing like different versions of Bill and Ted. Uh, cause that's that's the, the vibe I get, anyways. Um, we got Death. We've got William Sattler playing Death again, so I'm down for that. It's a damn shame George Carlin ain't here anymore. Just in general, but also so he can play Rufus again. But whatever. Um, Okay, so that was it for that. Some other news that dropped uh, recently was um, some Star Wars news. Um, You know, uh, a couple episodes ago, I did uh, my recap of Star Wars, um, the final season of Clone Wars that just debuted on Disney+. And in, in one of those... Episodes. Well, in one of the story arcs was about the uh, the Bad Batch, which was like a, it was like a s- small unit. It was like four or five guys, but they all had like mutations, I guess. So they had like different uh, abilities and, and whatnot. So they're offshoot of the the clones. Um, I can't remember if I said it, but I know someone's out there have said, hey, "You know what? These guys, they should probably get their own spinoff show." Well, guess what? Uh, they announced. That Star Wars: The Bad Batch is a new series set to debut on Disney Plus in 2021. A uh, new CGI anime series. Uh, we still got Dave Filoni in there, um, which makes perfect sense. So, I mean, I, I would imagine it's in the same vein that we saw the characters in that epi- in those episodes on uh, in, Clone, in Clone Wars. So, that should be good. I mean, if you're a fan, I mean, if you're a fan. If you saw him, if you liked him, this should be great, right? If you haven't seen that season yet, don't know what the hell I'm talking about, well, you'll figure it out, I guess, if you watched last season of Clone Wars. Um, but that's pretty much, I mean, that's all they have right now, that is a new series for 2021. But that is by no means the only new T- Star Wars TV series that's in the works for Disney+. Plus. We got. We have upcoming. We have season two of The Mandalorian, which is still set to come out, I believe, in October. And I haven't forgot about season one. I I made plans to do an episode recapping season one of Mandalorian. I never got around doing that, but I figured I might do that in time for season two, right? So I might I might drop a my recap, my thoughts and reviews of uh, season one of Mandalorian when that when that comes uh, closer to come out in October Um, so besides season 2 of Mandalorian we have oh and there's also I believe a third season already in development for Mandalorian you know I gotta say there's a uh, there's a like a behind the scenes like documentary series on Mandalorian on Disney Plus if you like that kind of stuff if you like behind the scenes and see how uh, how the sausage is made as, as I like to say Um, check it out. It's really interesting. I mean, it's interesting some of the technology that they developed and used for this series. Um, you know, it kind of goes hand in hand. It's kind of apropos that it's the star Wars series, you know, going back to, you know, the the very first star Wars, you know, how, you know, uh, Lucas and, and ILM, they created all this stuff, you know? So now it's kind of cool to see this technology still being created for this new, this new generation. And, um, damn Mandalorian is so good (laughs) that's all I can say about that um okay so besides Mandalorian there's also a another series based on um the character from Rogue One uh Cassian Ander who's played by Diego Luna from the movie so he's gonna be he's gonna come back he's reprising his role as uh Cassian um so that should be interesting I don't know what's all there like what all they can talk about on that character. I mean, I'm sure there's some backstory in there somewhere, but, I mean, it should be fine. I mean, the character was good in the movie, but I don't know. Uh, I guess I'm mildly uh, mildly optimistic for that, just because I don't know, but um, I guess Mandalorian set the bar pretty high for Star Wars televisions. So, um, besides that series, we also have uh, Obi-Wan series finally coming out that's been in talks for years, but, uh, Ewan McGregor, he's coming back to play Obi-Wan. Uh, again, I don't know what they can do unless they're just kind of making up shit on the fly for his character. Cause all he did after the original, after he did on the prequels and before the original trilogy, he just was hanging out in Tatooine, right? Just being a hermit. Going on, going by old Ben. So what, what are they going to do? Like, I guess they're just going to make up a bunch of, Stories for him I guess I, I don't know what else to do with him But I know a lot of people are clamoring For an Obi-Wan series And I get it I mean I really did enjoy Ewan McGregor as Obi-Wan I thought he did a great job Um I guess we'll just see how he How Obi-Wan aged Like 50 years in a 20 year span Right But uh Other than that we'll see It should be good Um also, there's news of a, a female-centric series coming from uh, one of the creators from that Netflix show called Russian Doll. She's going to be doing—I I, I don't know. This, this—I I hate to be that guy, but it kind of sounds like an SJW situation where everybody's got to be—you know—everything's going to be female. Let's get female, you know, a female cast, female writers, female directors. That's the vibe I'm getting from it. Uh, just from what I'm hearing about it, but I don't know nothing else about the show, so I could be totally wrong. However, that being said, if Dave Filoni is involved in any of these shows, and they got the same uh, this, this, the same creative talent behind it, you've got your John Favreau and things like that behind these behind these series, um, and they got and if they have half the production level as Mandalorian, th- they'll all be good, I think. But anyway, we're gonna switch gears here for a second. There's some other news about, um, you know, Warner Brothers and DC and all this other stuff. You know, um, I've I've made more more than one episode. I've talked about that DC Universe app, the streaming app where you get supposedly all your DC needs, right? Well, I I my last. The last time I talked about this on the show, I said, because this is the episode that we talked about HBO Max, and I said DC ain't gonna last. There ain't no way. Now, they haven't come out out and out and said that there's they're folding DC Universe. However, um, let, let's see what happened. Doom Patrol season two premiered on well, they went to I think that went to both DC Universe and HBO Max. There was, was it Harley Quinn? Well, Harley Quinn is now showing on that on that app now. Now, another series that was supposed to be on DC app was Stargirl. And that actually, they switched up to where now it was on DC app, and the next day is on CW. And now they're saying that it got renewed, got picked up for season two, but now that's only going to be on CW. It's not even going to be on the DC Universe app. And now, guess what, ladies and gentlemen? You can no longer have a annual subscription to the DC Universe app. It is only month to month. So the writing, as they say, is on the wall. And I don't think I think they're just gonna slowly and surely start phasing everything out of that and move it over to HBO Max. Which I don't know if they made any announcements Since I talked about this last time Maybe they have I don't know uh, I just know that um, it, It's not looking good For uh, If you're still And like I said I, just, I, I canceled my subscription back in November When it, when it uh, uh, Was going to roll over I just I said don't renew it I saw the writing on the wall back then And there wasn't any new content coming out So what are you going to do right so anyway, yeah, that's it's 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 a dying app, I think. And uh I think everything's gonna move over to the HBO Max. Is anybody still out there that you have it anymore? I don't there's no reason to have it. Like everything else goes to other streaming apps now. And I gotta say, uh that Stargirl TV show, I blew that off so fast. I watched like the first five minutes of it, of the first episode. I was like, this looks so trashy. Like, I couldn't stay in the cast. The little the kid on the show annoyed me. I wanted to punch him in the face. However, I went back. I don't know why. I don't know what made me. I went back and watched it again. And I'll be damned if I did not get hooked on this show. I don't know what it is. It doesn't feel like a CW show. And I say that if you watch any CW shows, you sh- you know. I think you know what I'm talking about. Like, high school drama, diverse cast, things like all, you know... SJW stuff going on. This is not that show. Um, and that's what the trailers made it out to look like. So I think that gave me a bad taste going into it before I even watched it. Um, so I was already like in defense mode when I started watching. But I gave it another shot. And I got to say, uh, yeah, I'm really digging it. Uh, I'm not, I wasn't the most knowledgeable when it came to the Justice Society. And the Injustice Society. I knew the characters. I knew of the characters. I knew what they looked like. So when I see them on TV, I'm like, oh. But this show, if you're a fan of the Justice Society, and that um that time frame of, of DC comics, um and those characters in general, those um they are very true to form on this show. And again, I I I they got me I don't know what it is about the show they, they got me I don't know but I, I'm digging it I'm digging the show and the shows on like uh, the, the season f- the season finale is like next week so um, they have some good comic book battle scenes they have a lot of Easter eggs for um, comic book fans and what it is I think what it is is this the show that with the visuals of it um, the way it's filmed, in the tone of this show. You could tell this was made for the DC app. It wasn't made for CW in my mind. So I don't know what's going to happen when season 2 rolls around. Are they going to shift gears and make it a total like CW show? Um, if they do, I'll probably check out of it. But so far, this first season has been good. I'll give them that. So that's that's all I really got to say about, <laughs> about that. Um, okay, so lastly on this this episode, I wanted to... Talk about some news that dropped a couple months ago again uh, about Transformers. We had some news about uh, some new movies that are coming out. Uh, The first set of news, this was reported from Deadline. This is a couple months ago. Hasbro's entertainment studio E1 and Paramount have quietly hired Josh Cooley, who came off of winning an Oscar for Toy Story 4, to direct a big-scale Transformers theatrical prequel that sources said focuses on an origin story. It takes place on Cybertron. The film revolves around the relationship between Optimus and Megatron. Not to be confused with what we just saw on Netflix, this uh, that War, of War for Cybertron series. I'll get into that in another episode. I'm not going to talk about that right now. But uh, that seems to be the, the thing to do now is to do prequels, right? So the script, we have a script, was written by Andrew Barrer and uh, Gabriel Ferrari. This, uh, these are the writers who did production work on Ant-Man and were credited writers on Ant-Man and the Wasp. Uh, it says Hasbro and E1 is running point on the production of this film as well. So that's going to be something. We're going to get a, a theatrical, animated Transformers movie. I imagine it's going to be CGI. It doesn't say CGI, but I'm, I'm 99, 99% sure they're talking about CGI. Because a straight-up animated movie ain't going to fly, I don't think. So, this prequel film, this this animated film, this is separate from the live-action Bayverse movies and the Bone B spinoff which may or may not be part of the Bayverse. I don't even think we ever got confirmation of that. Um, And those movies continue on their own track as well. Um, Yeah, they're still working out that. We'll get to that here in just a second. But as studios uh, take stock of restarting production, it is becoming clear that making a big-scale animated feature is easier than a live-action tentpole because of so much work that be, good be that can be done while respecting social distancing, so that's another thing. I wouldn't be surprised if we start seeing more animated movies come up because of that. You know, a voice actor can just record from his house and send in his his voice work. You know, things like that. Uh, animators can work from home, I'm sure. And that's that is an issue in the acceleration for an animated movie, actually. Um, matter of fact, uh, Josh Cooley is overseeing a final draft with the writers right now. Well, two months ago, anyways. Um, It says those writers have actually been working on the animated film for several years, going back to when they joined a writer's room meant to expand the Transformers universe. Remember that fiasco from a few years ago? And the resulting movie was Last Night, or First Night, or whatever the hell that movie was called. The last Transformers live-action movie. That wasn't Mumblebee. Um, And then later on, we did get uh, word that there is a next live action film that has a release date set for June of 2022. Now, I don't know about all that because of COVID and and production delays, so take that for what it's worth. Um, But it looks like... Rumors, right now, I guess it will either be a movie based on Beast Wars or another film in the Bayverse. Now, as much as I love me some Beast Wars, I, I even I have to admit that's a harder sell to the mass audience and a studio for uh, th- for Beast Wars. So I'm taking that with a grain of salt. Um, I'm just gonna say this is gonna be a continuation. Or some some kind of retcon or reboot or something of the Bayverse films. I just the way that last movie ended, the the last night. I just don't see where you go from there, man. They totally painted themselves in a corner going forward. I I just don't I don't see it. I don't I don't know where you can go next. Uh I was really hoping Bumblebee was going to be the this start off point for like a rebooted series, but I guess they're dead set on continuing off for of the last night for some strange reason. I have no idea why, but at any rate, ladies and gentlemen, that's what I have for this episode. Um, like I said, this is just some odds and ends that I wanted to get out there. Just, you know, dust off the rust, you know, I had to see if I could still talk for an episode. So I, again, sorry it took uh, a while to get a new episode out, but we'll uh, see what we can do going forward. Um, So until then, hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Um, Like I said, if you had any thoughts or anything, just uh, leave me some comments. Leave rating reviews for me. i greatly appreciate it. And until next time, always remember to pop your culture. (laughs) I'm <laughs>